0: Welcome to the Life to the Fullest podcast by EF3. I'm your host, Dan Jason. At EF3 Life, we're devoted to sharing life with you by journeying together. We believe in self-improvement, growth, and impacting the lives of others. Our four pillars are deeply rooted in the areas of education, faith, fitness, and finance. Spreading love, positivity, and the good news of Jesus while growing to become the best version of ourselves is what we strive for. We believe in obtaining greatness and desire to empower people as we work together to share this platform and god's love with those we encounter be sure to visit ef3life.com and follow us on social media at ef3life keep living life to the fullest hey everybody thanks for joining us on the life to the fullest podcast i'm your host dan jason grateful for you to join us today as we discuss some really important topics when it comes to trust in god and the storms of life that could take us by surprise and each of us has seen this in our own lives where we are navigating when we're in the boat and something happens out of the unordinary. Something takes place that really shocks us at the core. And it's in these moments when our faith is truly tested, when we're there in the raging sea and the storm is brewing, where do we go? Who do we go to and how do we handle these surprises These difficulties, these challenges, when they come our way in life. But before we get into that deeply, I just want to think about some things here when it comes to faith. Because, you know, during this whole year and a half, as we're navigating through the pandemic, certainly life has provided a lot of tests to us. There's been a lot of uncertainty, many difficulties, things that make us call to mind, you know, where is God in this all? And these are questions that are real. These are things that we must consider and contemplate. And it's really important that we ask questions that are deep, deep level, diving into the waters of our faith. Because in doing so, in challenging ourselves to reflect, to think, to contemplate, to dig into the scriptures, and to share experiences with other people, to look back on our lives, to see where we have been and what we have been through that can help us when we're facing a new storm that comes our way. Now, every storm is different. That is for certain. You know, we don't know what we're going to face, but the fact is we will face new challenges and storms that come in our life. But what boat are you in? Today, if you're looking at yourself in the mirror, who is steering the ship of your life? Now, it's interesting because for the disciples, when we think about them and they were in the boat, And Jesus had been teaching around the Sea of Galilee, and they got into that boat with him. They were journeying to the other side, and we're going to unpack that later on. Think about what that means. But as the story goes, we know that Jesus was asleep. He was sleeping, and then the storm begins to happen. So let's look at Mark chapter 4, verses 35 through 40. The calming of a storm at sea. And it says, On that day, as evening drew on, he said to them, Let us cross to the other side. Leaving the crowd, they took him with them in the boat, just as he was. And other boats were with him. A violent squall came up, and waves were breaking over the boat so that it was already filling up. Jesus was in the stern, asleep on a cushion. They woke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? He woke up, rebuked the wind, and said to the sea, Quiet, be still. The wind ceased, and there was great calm. Then he asked them, Why are you terrified? Do you not yet have faith? They were filled with great awe and said to one another, Who then is this whom even wind and sea obey? Now, that's such a powerful scripture there. It's not very long, only a number of verses, but there's so much depth. And we have this scene from the disciples who are journeying with the Lord. Now, if anybody was going to have faith, it should have been them who have seen the miracles, They have witnessed all the miraculous things that Jesus had done, the healings. They had heard the parables. And even before this, they heard the parable of the mustard seed. Now, I don't think it's coincidence that Jesus was talking about having even the tiniest, smallest of faith and trust. And that can move mountains. And he was telling them this even before they got into the boat. But it so often happens even in our own lives the things that God has helped us through, the difficulties and challenges we have overcome, at times when we're facing new ones, we can tend to forget where he's brought us, how he's helped to rescue us in the past, and where he's leading us to next, so long as we can continue to be persistent, persevere, not give up, and trust amidst the storms of life. But like the disciples that day, they were in the boat. We too are in the boat of life, And sometimes it can rock our world when the sea rises and the storm comes and the winds blow through. So they were crossing to the other side. But before they get there, something really important happens. They're there with the Lord. He's with them. But this is one of the only times in Scripture that Jesus actually is asleep. And he was sleeping, not just in any way, But he was asleep on a cushion, meaning he was truly relaxed. So calm and really unmoved by what was going on. Now this makes us ask some really important questions. Is Jesus sleeping here because he doesn't care about the disciples? Surely that's not the case. They chose to take him. It says, leaving the crowd, they took him with them in the boat just as he was, and other boats were with him. Now, there was always a crowd following Jesus. Wherever he went, whether by foot or by sea, people were following. But what does this mean? They took him just as he was. Well, perhaps it means that Jesus doesn't have any material belongings with him. He's just traveling, usually with sandals and a very simple tunic that he's wearing, understanding that God is going to provide wherever he goes. Just as he was, there has to be more depth there as well. Well, we know he has everything. He has said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the light of the world. He is the savior of the world, the Messiah. But maybe they didn't realize that then, but certainly these miracles these happenings in their life would open up their eyes to who he truly was for them, who he was for humanity, and who he is for you and I. That's important for us to recognize here. But they took him just as he was. And it makes me also think, when we go to the Lord, he takes us just as we are. Jesus, the Word made flesh, the second person in the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It's important for us to understand that and to think about it because it calls to mind the very fact that God in the beginning said, I am who am. And this is just a reminder for us to think about that Jesus was being accepted just as he was. And not to forget that he takes us just as we are. There's nothing that we have to do. There's no particular way to earn salvation other than accepting the gift. And Jesus shows us that here in this parable and in the events that unfold in the boat. The violent squall comes up And it happens out of nowhere. Now think about the last time in your life where everything seemed to be going great. It was smooth sailing. Things were working in your favor. You had your eyes and mind set on the future that was very bright. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, your world is rocked. You get crushed by a huge wave. Where did you turn? Where are you going? Who is the one that was with you that helps you? Did you turn in prayer or did you decide to be anxious and fearful and turn away from God? See, that can go one of two ways. When we're in the boat and the wave and the storm rises and the seas are changing and swirling around us and there is panic and chaos and mayhem, we either can cling to our faith, we either can trust in God, we either can know that he is with us there, Even if it feels like desert moments where we don't feel his presence, we know and we believe he's there with us like the disciples in the boat. They saw he was there even though he was asleep. But the thing is, they didn't trust. That's really hard to do when things are difficult in your life. I understand that. You know, when you're going through some troubling moments, whether it be personal illness or job loss a loved one passing away unexpectedly. There are so many trials and things that can perturb us from our faith, but instead of going away, instead of losing that trust, let us dig deeper. That is the challenge. Because when things are smooth sailing, when everything is going really well, oftentimes we can forget to give real thanksgiving to God to understand that he gave us all these beautiful experiences. The health, the well-being, things going particularly favorably in our life. It's amidst the storm that it makes us to return to our faith. And, you know, there's so many people who will just continue to say, well, why do bad things happen to good people? People who are living the right way, people who loved, people who were faithful. Why does it happen? Sometimes we don't know in the moment and maybe we will never know but often when we reflect upon our lives and we think about how things unfold we could see how God allowed us to cling to him to trust to dig deeper and our faith was more solidified and we will not be the same person today because of the storms and the raging sea that we were able to traverse through in this life it solidifies our faith we cling to the vine and in doing so it allows us to be grafted to him so that way nothing can throw us off course, no matter how hard it is. But the disciples decided to wake Jesus up, and they're panicking. And they're saying to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? They're in the storm. They're about to drown. The boat is about to sink, and Jesus is there, sleeping on the cushion. Maybe you felt that in your life. Maybe you felt that your life was so in turmoil and distress, and things were just out of control, and you're like, where is God now? He's there. He's not only there, he's actually in the storm with you and is rebuking the wind and the sea and is saying to us, be still and quiet your hearts. See, Jesus woke up and he rebuked the wind and the sea and he said, quiet, be still. But that is a message to us as well. Sometimes amidst the storms and the panic and the chaos and all the whirlwinds of this life, our hearts are so stirred up with anxiety and fear that we just have to rest in Him. And how you do that, you go to Him. You spend time with Him. You take moments in your day where you can rest in the Lord, where you can quiet your heart, where you can listen, where you can just be. He wants to take all of that at the foot of His cross and He invites us every day to lay down our burdens, On him, And that's why he did what he did at Calvary. He did it for you and I as a gift. The disciples certainly did not know that that was going to take place. Even though Jesus would reference it over and over. And he would speak in parables to allow them to contemplate and to think critically. To dig deeper into their faith. They had seen miracles. They had understood what he was capable of. Yet they still didn't have that trust. So Jesus does wake up, and when he does, he deals with the problem immediately. He fixes it. Now, many of you out there might be thinking, sure, that would be great if Jesus would fix the problem that I'm facing today, or bring that loved one back, or rewrite that diagnosis of cancer or some other terminal illness. Why can't he unwrite that tragedy that my family and I faced? Well, That might not be the case today. However, he is continuing to bless you, to walk with you, to be with you in the boat when the storms are raging. And he will help to quiet your heart, to give you peace. And that peace can help you to last the storm. And when you persevere and you come out on the other side, you no longer have to be afraid. And that's why Jesus asked them, why are you terrified? Do you not yet have faith? You and I have faith, and if it's as small as the size of the seed of a mustard seed, we will come out on the other side, better, stronger, and more willing to follow God no matter what storms come our way that try to knock us off the course of life. The disciples were filled with great awe and said to one another, Who then is this? whom even the wind and sea obey. We know this is Jesus. We know he's capable of doing the impossible. Place your faith and trust in him and understand that no matter what you're facing today, this too will pass and better days are ahead. We're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back at it in a moment. The Life Till the Fullest Podcast is brought to you by EF3 Life. Make sure to visit EF3Life.com for more episodes of this podcast, as well as resources and books like my bestseller, Fire Burning Within, fiercely taking on life to achieve victory with God, leading you every step of the way. And make sure to follow us at EF3Life on social media. Welcome back to the Life to the Fullest podcast. I'm glad that you joined us today as we're talking about the storms and seas of life. And in the first segment, trusting in the Lord, knowing that he is there with us in the storm. And although Jesus was asleep on a cushion with the disciples while they were in the boat, and the rains came and the seas rose and the winds were swirling, he woke up, he understood that they are anxious and fearful, and he wanted to do something about it. Not waiting, but immediately changing the scene. In our lives, there can be these immediate changes. And so often we're caught off guard by the things that are difficult, challenging, or rock our world. But we know that God is with us there. He is in our midst and he is traveling, journeying with us through it all. We just have to trust. We have to believe. Sometimes we have to quiet our hearts. But now I want to focus on something else here. It's actually the first line of this passage when it comes to Mark 4, 35 through 40 and the calming of the storm at sea. And it's about the other side. On that day, as evening drew on, he said to them, let us cross to the other side. Those were Jesus's words to the disciples when they were getting in the boat and traveling with him. There's so much to unpack here. There's so much meaning. There's so much to understand about what he's trying to tell them about the other side. First of all, we know the other side has reference and meaning to being in a storm of life and what's going to happen afterwards. See, the storm itself is not the end point. It doesn't define who we are, although it can definitely impact us. And so often it is a hardship that we're facing. It doesn't define who we are. It is something that happens. And like it or not, these things will continue to take place. But it's about our approach to them. When we get in the boat each day, each morning, when we wake up, we understand that we're traveling and journeying with God. That Jesus is there with us through it all. Do we really believe that? we really believe he's journeying with us? That he's right there alongside of us. No, he's not going to sleep on us. But sometimes, I believe that he allows us to have to cling to him even more firmly. And this so often happens when we're going through the storms of life. So when we go to the other side, when we go from point A to point B, and in between, there's some kind of storm that's happening. It could be a dream that you desire, you want to reach. It could be something that you had thought about would be great for your future. And then all of a sudden, hardship comes. Something takes place which tries to lead you off track. But you trust. You stand firm in your faith. And he carries you on to the other side. There's so much beauty in the other side. Why? Because we are changed by what we go through. We grow through what we go through. That's evident. That happened for the disciples here too because they learned a great message that day, a lesson that would still be burning in their hearts when they journeyed with Jesus, even to the cross. Although they abandoned him, although they decided to turn their back, he would not turn his back on them. And no matter what happens in our life, whether it's our own doing or something, unfortuitous, that takes place, that was completely out of our control, God is going to journey with you and he's going to help you get to the other side. So where are we going? What does this other side mean? How are we going to get there? And where would the Lord take us if we trust fully? These are some super important questions to ponder, to reflect upon. To look back at your life and to say, when was it that I was facing a storm at different parts of my life? And how did I react? Did I cling to the Lord? Did I trust? Or did I start panicking and wonder, where was he? And start blaming God for these things that were happening in my life. Now, God understands what you're going through. And only he knows truly how hard it is. And I even understand and realize that we are at times going to get angry and frustrated and that's okay. But don't lose faith and keep trusting the other side. Why are they terrified? Because they're going through so much turmoil. Why are you and I sometimes getting frustrated? Because we are facing something that is uncomfortable. But in the uncomfort, in the things that stretch us, that make us truly cling on to him as our rock, we then get to the other side and are far stronger in our faith because of it. You no, know, I think about in my own life some of the difficulties I faced as a teenager. Isolation, not having a lot of friends because of things that were happening around me. People who were making certain choices and me trying to want to live life in a different way. But it led to isolation. That led to depression and anxiety and things happening and taking place where I felt abandoned. Where was God in my life? Where was he through this all? And then there were some really big moments that rocked my life, like when my great-grandfather passed away and he was one of my best friends, somebody who always had my back, somebody who really taught me how to pray, to rest in God. As we would go to 730 Mass every Sunday together and waking up early and going with him and, and his wife, my great-grandmother, and seeing her praying the rosary. These were impactful moments in my life and formation of faith. And they had such wisdom and the calmness about them. No matter what happened in life, they were always there for you. But then one day he's gone. And I'm going through this great difficulty in my high school years. And it just rocked my world to have him taken from me. It's like, God, how could you do this amidst the time that I'm having the hardest, most arduous times of my life? And I'm suffering here from isolation, depression, anxiety, and fear of the future. And now the one comforting factor, the person that I spent the most time with is gone. Why? Well, now, thinking about it years later, reflecting upon it and seeing it, God was there all along. My great-grandfather was somebody who was like another disciple in the boat with me and helping me on to the other side. But perhaps, perhaps I was too dependent on him. Perhaps I needed to really dig deeper into my faith and trust in God alone. You know, sometimes you think about it, like sitting in a chair. Because if I sit in the chair, the legs are holding me up. And it's something that's so easy and a metaphor that comes to my mind and helps me relate to this because when he was taken, when his life ended, although he lived a very good life and a very long life, it still crushed me. It was like the legs of the chair were knocked over and I was swept downwards and crushed to the floor. But then I had to stand on my own again. I had to get back up. And when these difficulties happen in your life, when storms come and the seas are rising, and there's great anxiety happening in your heart, do we quiet ourselves and turn to the Lord? Or do we run in fear? Do we start blaming God for the things happening in our life? Or do we cling to him because he loves us so much? He loves you and I so much. He wants you to be safe. He gives us a safe harbor, a safe haven. And that's why Jesus woke up. That's why he decided to help the disciples, but he's going to help you and I. But sometimes we're put to the test. Our faith is tested so that way we can get to the other side. And for me, the other side was deepening and strengthening my faith. I know that if I didn't go through those years of difficulty, I wouldn't be the person I am today. I wouldn't be able to see and have the perspective I'm trusting God no matter what's happening around me. No matter which family member might be taken unexpectedly. No matter what turmoil I'm facing. No matter what unknown circumstances might be lurking around the corner. Because I realize now, Jesus has it. He's driving the boat. Yes, I'm in there paddling with him, but he has it all under control. And although I might not always understand what's happening at the time, many times after the fact, reflecting upon it, I can see how God was able, no matter what it was, even if it was something that was not good per se, he's able to use it to help strengthen my faith. God doesn't always ordain these things happening in our life, especially when turmoil or evil or, Disaster takes place. But what he does do is to carry us through the storm, is with us in the storm, so we can get to the other side to be better off through it, to grow through it, and to become a person who is well equipped, who is well able, who can take on no matter what comes their way, because we've did it before thanks to his grace and his mercy. But if you don't face difficulty, if there aren't challenges, and then something comes out of nowhere, you're not going to know how to withstand the storm. See, Jesus knew storms are going to come in the disciples' life, and he knows they're going to come in your life and mine. And he realizes that we need him. But do we understand it? Do we trust? Do we believe? Do we go to him? Do we rest in the Lord? And during this turmoil and this time in my life, what I decided to do is spend more time with Jesus in the Word to look at what he's saying to us in the Scriptures to spend more time at Mass in front of the Blessed Sacrament to receive the Eucharist, which was empowering me, was giving me the grace and the ability to withstand the storms of life because Jesus is living in us. He's alive in us. And he wants to carry us through, to rest in him, to go to the foot of the cross and to pour out everything that's on our heart. He will take it. That's why he's there on the cross with arms stretched wide open. And this is the invitation to enter into life with him. To know that you're not paddling the boat alone, but Jesus is paddling and he's there with you and he's not gonna abandon you. No matter what happens, no matter who walks out of your life, no matter what circumstances might take away somebody that you care about or love the most, which is what happened to me. And I know you can relate to that as well. No matter what hardship or difficulties or mountains that you're up against, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you could say that mountain, move and it will be moved. And he will quiet the storms and the raging sea and give us a calm and a peace to be able to travel on to the other side where green pastures are, where there's joy, happiness. Most of all, God shows us through this all, through this calming of the storm at sea, through the scriptures, the parables, and through the ministry and life of Jesus, how much love he has for us. And we all know that love wins in the end. And there is no greater love than this, than to lay down one's life for one's friends. and Jesus laid it all down for us because he's your best friend. He wants to be, he invites you in. And he will carry you through the storm. You just have to trust, you just have to believe. And at times when it's really hard and difficult for you or for myself, we have to cling to those around us as well, who are firmly rooted in the faith. Other disciples, people who are strong people who are help us during our time of need, and we can be that person for others to help them to row as well. Keep in mind, there wasn't just one disciple in the boat with Jesus. There were many. And as they were rowing, they were all asking each other these questions. And he says to the sea and the storm to become, and we can become, and we can help quiet the storms of others' lives by being the presence of God, by being the presence of Christ, by showing up, by listening, by helping them carry their cross. And in doing so, we can allow others to more fully see the grace and truth and beauty, the love of Christ in their life. And that will get us to the ultimate other side, which is what awaits us in our heavenly homeland. Because we know that this earth is a temporary pilgrimage. We understand that this will not last forever, but there is something that is going to last forever, and that is heaven. And Jesus is ultimately inviting us to the other side where faith, love, hope, where peace and joy last and remain forever. We're not built for a kingdom of this world, but the kingdom that truly awaits us is there. But so often we have to travel, we have to grow, we have to trust, and we have to believe. And when we do, we can experience little slices of heaven on this earth. And those are the moments we should reflect upon, we should think about, we should thank God for. For every day is a blessing, and He gives to us the hope. And that hope is in the faith of His Son, who will carry us to the other side. Thanks to His love, His grace, his generosity, and his care for us as we are beloved sons and daughters of the Most High. I invite you to pray with me as we close this out today. Lord Jesus, we ask that you come. You are with us. We know with full confidence that you are there. You're journeying and traveling with us through the storms of life. You're in the boat with us. No matter how high the seas rise or how fast the winds blow, no matter what is happening around us that's causing chaos and distress in our life, we know that you are the Prince of Peace, the one that will calm our hearts. We go to you. We draw closer to you. We lay it all down at the foot of your cross and trust in you. Jesus, I trust in you. Lord God, we ask that you help us and you help to quell the storms of our life, you help us to grow stronger and firmer in our faith, that we too might be grafted to the vine, to the love of your Son, and in doing so, that we might aid others in their journey when they face the storms, so they too can be more trusting in you. Lord Jesus, I trust in you. Come and help us, help us, to fully trust in you and to receive your love. God bless you. Have a great day. And as always, keep being trustful in the Lord who loves you above all else. For EF3 Life, I'm your host, Dan Jason. This has been an episode of the Life to the Fullest podcast. Continue to check out more episodes, my books like Fire Burning Within, and other resources by visiting ef3life.com. And make sure to follow me on social media at ef3life. As Jesus himself said, I came so that they might have life and have it to the full. Keep crushing it out there and know that there's only one way to live, and that's life to the fullest.